Well, good morning and Happy New Year. How many of you can kind of see yourself writing that list that was just up on the screens? Well, here we are, January 1st, the first day of a brand new year. It's a tradition for many to come up with resolutions, with goals, or even plan out changes that they would like to make in their lives during the next 12 months. I know that I've been asked many times this past week about my resolutions and what they are, and maybe you've been asked that same question. Many times people will state the famous line, New Year, New Me. I've never been really one keen on making resolutions, though. I guess you could say that my motto has always been New Year, same old me. But for others, making these New Year's resolutions can be very important to them. It can be something that helps guide their actions, their thoughts, their attention all the way from January 1st through December 31st. Some find this easy, while others can find it frustrating at times because they're faced with making a decision of what their resolutions or goals should be for a whole year. There may be an uneasy feeling that can fall upon us that identifies itself as being fearful. Maybe you're not too sure on what you should do that this upcoming year. What if you make a wrong decision and in a few months everything falls apart? When those kind of fears or those feelings come upon you in your life, where do you turn to? We make decisions every day. Sometimes those decisions are small. They may seem pretty meaningless, while others may be serious or even critical. And when the time comes to make those choices, where do you turn or who do you turn to? In today's world, people turn different directions to receive advice when they have a decision to make. And often the direction that they turn to can be the wrong direction. We turn to self-help books. We Google ways to improve ourselves or our situation. Sometimes we even take advice from people that we don't even know that we found on social media. But as Christians, we should know that God gives us the ability and the wisdom to be able to make wise decisions. When we are confronted with a decision to make, it matches up with God's character to give us his guidance in a clear manner so that we can make the right decision or the right choices in our lives. One of the most asked questions that I get uh, when I am uh, as a pastor is how can I be sure that I'm making the right decisions? How can I be sure that I'm following God's guidance and doing his will? Now, there are multiple verses within Scripture that discuss this topic and give us a firm assurance. But today, what I would like us to look at is the 25th Psalm. And at one verse that gives us just that assurance and a promise. Life is full of decision making. In fact, it's all life really is. We make decisions as children on what toy we should play with to being adults and how we should conduct ourselves or where should we work? What should I do with my life? So let's open up our Bibles now to the 25th Psalm and take a look at verse 12. Once again, Psalm 25, verse 12. It states, Who then are those who fear the Lord? He will instruct them in the ways they should choose. So who is this man or this woman who reverences God? Who submits to him and seeks him, desires to know his will and his ways? 
He will instruct them in the ways that they should choose. There's evidence within the Bible and it, that God is willing to give us, once again, this clear guidance in every single circumstance that we come across in our lifetime. God is not someone who would just talk to us and then say, well, I, I have a plan for you, but you need to figure it out yourself. We have to remember that God has given us the gift of the Holy Spirit to dwell in us as our helper. God would not put us on this earth commanding us to walk in his ways and to be conformed to the image of his son, Jesus Christ, without his help. If it was up to us and we were to go about it alone, Scripture tells us that, of course, we would fall short every time and we would not be successful. But God is always willing to give us this help, and he has been that way throughout all the time. The thing is, how do we go about receiving his help? This is something that I had to learn as a Christian, and it's something that I needed to be reminded of on a constant basis, whether it be for making the small decisions that seem minute, or the big decisions and listing out goals for the coming year. God has to prepare us for his discernment. When I'm counseling individuals who are wanting to hear from God about a certain decision that they've been praying about and they haven't yet received guidance, the first thing that I encourage them to do is look at their lifestyles. Meaning, is there any kind of sin in their life that they are willingly committing at that time? You have to remember that when we come to God for guidance, he is going to clear the table before he gives us the direction we request. We are standing before a holy God asking for holy direction. And we can't receive that holy direction from a holy God while knowingly participating in a sinful manner. You see, sin fogs up our thinking. It sears us. It, it makes things blurry. And that causes confusion then to set in. This is why many people make wrong decisions. They become doubtful on what to do in certain situations because they can't fully understand what God wants from them due to their blurred thought process, which is caused by sin. So we have to deal with that sin and that God brings to mind when we go to him in prayer, seeking his guidance. The next thing that he will do is he'll bring uh, to our minds our own desires. Now, we're all human. We all have desires and goals in our life, and that's terrific. And God may will that we reach those specific goals or achievements and get those desires. But in order for that to happen, we have to submit to his direction and how to go about reaching those goals that we have in mind, but more importantly, those goals that he has in mind for us. God's ultimate goal is to conform us to the image of his son, Jesus Christ. And he will not deny himself the opportunity to bring us closer to him when we ask him to do so. So we bring our desires to him and then we have to trust him no matter what. This is a form of surrender. We have to allow ourselves or our desires to be fully submitted to his influence for us to really fully desire what God wants, knowing that what God desires is better than anything that we can want. By dealing with the sin in our lives that we knowingly commit in pure defiance of the Lord through confession 
and repentance, He creates a clean heart within us. And by submitting our desires to Him and surrendering the outcome to Him and His will, then we are able to come to Him with a pure heart centered around His intentions. It's amazing what God can do in your life if you just follow these steps. Years ago, I was praying for guidance from God for a number of months. And I wasn't receiving really any direction. And it became frustrating at times because every time in the morning when I would open up my Bible, something would hit me. And it was God confronting me about something that I had to deal with in my life. And it would happen right away every morning. He would ask me, even though he knew if I had dealt with this particular matter in my life during that time. You see, God always knows. There's no secrets from God. He asks us so that we can come to him openly and honestly and confess to him. It's like looking into the mirror. So after we deal with that sin that God has brought to our minds and we submit our desires to him, we then have to do something that can be very difficult for many of us. And that is to be patient. That means that we have to wait on the Lord. It's no secret that we live in a really fast-paced world. Our bosses, our co-workers, and others that we know demand many things from us, and they want those demands met in a timely manner. It's easy to get ahead of ourselves, and it's dangerous to get ahead of God. This is why we must submit our desires to God, because if we fail to do so, then when we are needing to be patient and wait on the Lord, if we haven't submitted those desires to God and we haven't trusted them to him, we can then become anxious. And then we end up taking matters into our own hands. We have to refuse to move forward until God clears the direction for us. God may desire the same goal, as we just mentioned, for your life or that year that you desire as well. But he may also cause you to wait. And he'll have you wait for good reason. Pressures will come, just as we mentioned, by our bosses, our co-workers, coaches, family members. Pressure is all around us in today's world. People can give godly advice. But when we receive advice from other people, we can feel pressure to use it. We're taking advice that has been influenced, we have to remember, by their own experiences, their own way of thinking, their own motivations. We may not have the slightest idea of what the biggest influence is on their personal life. And do they really know you? When we look for this help, we can open ourselves up to a plan that fits that person's life. But truth be told, you are not them. And they are not you. This can be dangerous. Scripture tells us in 1 Peter 5, 8, that our enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion for someone, looking for someone to devour. And when we seek help from someone that we found maybe online, as we mentioned, we Google self-help. Maybe we see a certain post on Facebook or on some other social media outlet, and we open ourselves up to that advice. We open ourselves up for possible Destruction. You may say, but they quote scripture and it sounds lovely. And yes, they might quote scripture and they might do so correctly. But we must be led by our own discernment. 
when they do so, because even Satan himself can quote Scripture. And it's easy to take bits and pieces of God's Word and turn it towards our own desires and meeting. I might have told you guys this before, but one time my wife and I were shopping together at Hobby Lobby, and I came across a coffee mug, and it said, I can do all things through Scripture taken out of context. We want godly direction. So we have to be careful of the pressures that others put upon us and also what circumstances place on us as well. Now, if you're anything like me, you put pressure on yourself, no matter how hard you try not to. Does anybody here put pressure on themselves? We can do this with fear of failing, falling short, and then anxiety fills our minds and attacks our bodies. We worry about what others are going to think. Then we begin to exaggerate what could happen. We get lost in our own feelings, which can be a lie. When I was studying in my counseling courses, we were taught about two phrases that the counselor should really watch for when they're meeting with an individual. Those two phrases were, I must and I should. When we use these phrases when talking about ourselves, we are only adding more pressure to what's already being put upon ourselves. The pressures will come, but we must stay submitted to the Lord. The next thing we must do is pray continuously. First Thessalonians 5.17 tells us to pray continuously. Paul didn't mean that we pray nonstop through the day as in as and why you're brushing your teeth, you're praying. And then while you're eating breakfast with your family, you're praying. And then while you're walking through Walmart later, grabbing something, you're still praying and bumping into people. That's good. But what he means here is that we when we begin to pray for something, we should pray for that guidance and that direction consistently, not letting go of it. When we pray consistently for God's guidance, something wonderful happens. While we pray, God slowly aligns our desires to line up with his. And as we continuously pray to him, he brings us closer to his will. And he also continues to conform us to his image. If you want true, holy, godly guidance this year, then prayer is going to have to happen. If we leave prayer out of it, then we are relying on ourselves. Whenever I'm cooking one of my favorite meals from growing up, I always have to call my mom and get instructions from her on how to make it and what measurements of the ingredients to use. She's written this out for me hundreds of times, but I always manage to lose it. So I call her up and I'm, I'm in the kitchen and she's giving me directions. First, you cut up your potatoes and then and then you get them cooking uh, before you brown the meat, and then you get this ready to go in at this time, and she's here today. She could tell you exactly what meal I'm talking about. Now, what would happen, though, if I put the phone down while I was talking to my mom, and she was giving me instructions, and I started to unload the dishwasher or, or water the dogs? What if I hung up? I wouldn't receive the instruction, the direction, That I asked for in the very first place. So how do we expect God to give us direction in what we prayed for in the beginning if we put the phone down and we don't even pick up? How do we expect to get his guidance if we don't pray? 
And during this time that we are continuously in prayer, we must remain patient and wait on the Lord. We also must read his word and he will know that if God has spoken to us, if we don't know, how will we know that he has spoken to us if we do not know his character and his ways? While we read his word, we are informed of who God really is. And while we read his word, we journal what he's spoken to us and what we've read. Because with the help of the Holy Spirit, we may read something that doesn't mean anything to us at that particular time. But down the road, we may come across a certain situation and a verse or chapter from Scripture that we've read long ago might come to our minds. And just like that, we have direction. You could have read that verse a hundred times, not gotten anything from it before until that moment in time. And that is because you were not in the same situation that you are in now or you weren't who you were back then. As we do all these things through prayer, we will come to a moment of peace and where we have our hearts cleansed, our motives are purified, and we have grown closer to God and strengthened our faith. Psalm 62, 5. Yes, my soul, find rest in God. My hope comes from Him. My hope, my direction, my guidance. It doesn't rely on my own understanding and works, but on God and His guidance, His direction, because He is our hope. The consequences are in his hands. God's peace is what he desires to give to us all and for us to experience. So when we make decisions, when we make goals, our resolutions, is there peace about it? Do you feel God guiding you and giving you direction? Are your resolutions and his will walking hand in hand? Or are you relying on yourself, making your own goals and your own resolutions? Because if you're relying on yourself and you haven't gone before God to seek his will for this new year, you're missing out. C.S. Lewis once said, if you live for the next world, you get this one in the deal. But if you live only for this world, you lose them both. And who could forget Paul's words from his letter to the Philippians in chapter four? Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. We can spend months making goals, resolutions for this year. But nothing will compare to being one with God and having him guide you. In all that he desires, that he desires for you. Nothing can compare to this. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you. In a world where we can turn in so many directions in order to chase after goals and materials that someday will be gone, we know that we can ultimately turn to you and fully submit to your guidance. Help us seek you and your guidance in all that we do as individuals, as families, as a congregation. And most importantly, as your children, we pray all of this in the name of your son, Jesus Christ. We love you. Amen.